You're listening to Got 'em Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ball players together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Yeah. 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 Hey, what's good, y'all? Y'all already know what time it is. If you tuned in, you know what time it is. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. The tacos are flipping. The chicken wings are frying. The hot sauce is still hot. The pumpkins are still orange. The fireworks are still blasting. July is only a couple months away. 29 stares me in the face. 30 stares me in the face as well. Midlife crisis? I don't know. You'll see if I have a midlife crisis the moment I start dyeing my hair blonde. Or the moment I dye my beard blonde. Or the moment I buy a motorcycle. Or the moment that I start trying to wear the clothes that I can't fit <laughs> from 10 years ago. You, you, you know what I'm in a, in, a, in a midlife crisis. But right now, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm living life. I'm enjoying my 20s while I can. I'm going to enjoy my 30s and my 40s and my 50s and my 60s. In my 70s, and my 80s, and my 90s, you know, I'm going to enjoy them. I'm going to enjoy them for as long as I can, you know, through God's grace. I'm going to enjoy it. But you already know what time it is, man. It's time to get back on this grind, man. This grind, this grind don't stop. It don't stop for nobody, baby. It don't stop for nobody, man. So what I decided to do was I decided to wait to record. Until all of the playoff games for the night had completed. So I want to give a personal congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. And the Philadelphia 76ers for advancing to the second round of the playoffs. Just as I predicted um, in my in my mock playoff um, bracket. I predicted that they will um, pull it out. For Portland though. Portland, 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 I, I feel some type of way about you right now because I expected for you to also make it to the next round and you were the first one to be swept. You were swept. You were swept by the Pelicans. Shout out to the Pelicans for pulling it out. But you know what? I'm, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I got to go ahead and I got to intro this episode. Let's, so let's get it, man. Episode number Pikachu. Of the show Where I'm back too Baby shout out to Meek Mill He back on the scene I'm back too I took a little hiatus I took a week hiatus And I'm back I'm back like they miss me Even though I'm sure they don't miss me But shout out to Meek Mill man Five months locked down And he's able to, to, to get out today To enjoy the 76ers Uh win of the over the heat so shout out to meek mill meek mill back i'm back i heard pokemon supposed to be coming back it's a good year man they need to bring the pjs back too i digress got him coach yes 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 
I'm your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Ron2 Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit, aka Four Point Lock 'em Up, Ron, aka Forehead Mountain, spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair, oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive in the flesh. You already know. You already know what I come to do. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire. That H E A T heat. Y'all already know how it go. So check this out, man. As I stated in previous minute ago, um. Shout out to them pals, man. They pulled out the dub against the Blazers. Making me look real foolish right now. I mean, I'm looking foolish, bruh. I had so much faith in the Pelicans. No, I didn't. I had so much faith in the Blazers, bruh. I didn't know that the Pelicans were, were capable of pulling together what they pulled together. But I did not take into the fact. And it's funny because I didn't take into the fact that the Pelicans... We're on a little streak before the playoffs start. And I also, it's funny because I didn't take that into the fact for the Pelicans, but I took that into consideration with the Sixers. So my bad, New Orleans. All my New Orleans fans out there, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to um, underrate your team. You know, that's just how, that's just the way the cookie crumb. But I felt Portland was on a magical run. Um, if you listen to... One of my previous episodes, um, I think it was talking about the what I, how I felt the year was going to go. Um, I initially didn't have Portland in the playoffs. And the reason I didn't have Portland in the playoffs was because I felt that the team that they had was the same team from last year. And that was the same team that won 41 games and just squeaked into the playoffs. I'm, I think it was it they just squeaked in. Or they would just out. It was one of them too. But they didn't do anything to upgrade the talent because they couldn't upgrade the talent because of the fact that they had so many different things going on in terms of salary players who had a lot of salary cap and they couldn't move those guys because they were they were bad contracts and this, that, and the third. So um, I didn't initially have Portland as a uh, as an elite team. But once I seen that they were going to do things and they were going to at least be a top three seed with home court advantage in the playoffs, I figured they could do some damage. But they did, and you know I'm 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 just so I'm just so upset right now. I mean I just want you to know this is this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm 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 feeling like. I'm feeling like Alfalfa from the Little Rascals when he was getting played by Darla. Like, that's how I feel right now. Like, I feel like, I feel like I hate Portland's stinking guts. Portland. I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. You're scum between my toes. Love. Tyrone. They make me vomit. <laughs> they make me vomit. Um, but you know what? You 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 can't take away from New Orleans. They 
they did exactly what they were supposed to do they took they took home court and they never gave it back and now they're gonna go and play the dubs shout out to the warriors for pulling out the victory over the spurs um i seen that coming and it went as many games as i predicted it went in five um before we talk about anything spurs related i want to give a um a rest in peace to uh, Aaron Popovich, uh, George Popovich's, George Popovich's, Greg Popovich's wife. Um, they were together over 40 years. Uh, she just passed, recently passed away, I want to say about a week ago. And um, I know he hadn't been coaching the last couple games, um, dealing with the uh, dealing with the loss of his wife. Um, I'll get a little more into Greg Popovich more as I, you know, get into some stories um questions storylines that i came up with um to talk about this week but i wanted to give my personal uh rest in peace to her um and to the popovich family because i know losing a losing anybody that you love and have the most admiration for and it's it's tough and i'm pretty sure 40 years with the same person that you love so much i mean i'm pretty sure i could take a toll on you and make you question things going forward but as i said we'll talk more about uh popovich and what he does in the future um going forward but um golden state they pulled it out pulled it out in five games just as i expected um kevin durant did what he expected what i expected draymond did what i expected them to do um so everybody did what i expected them to do so i'm, I'm proud of the warriors i knew that they were going to be able to come back um and you know find their mojo I figured game one was going to be the most important thing for Golden State because I feel like they needed a dominant performance to let people know that they are the defending champions. They went 16-1 and last year, and they're going to give any team that they play problems. And they did it without Steph Curry, which makes, uh, I think, the series win very, very impressive. A lot of people may not think that, but I think it's very, very impressive what they were able to do without Steph. Now, there's a lot of talk about Steph possibly missing more games in the second round of the playoffs. Um, they're saying that he may not may not be close to ready uh, for the series against the Pels. Um, I think that this series, I mean, this series, I think the series is going to be interesting. Um, if you're the Warriors, what do you do? And I think that's, that's the question of what do you do. Um, AD8. <coughs> 88 um Nurkis was my x factor in that series for portland and he played like trash um rondo he did his thing drew holiday stepped up and became um a player that i didn't even expect him to be um but you know this is what happens when 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 you have players who are often all who's always hurt and you're not able to really see the, the, the full potential of that player and that's what it was with Drew Holiday even though he showed glimpses of being an all-star he was with Philly um you hadn't really seen his full potential yet that's why when he signed that max deal for like 30 some mil it was like New Orleans what are you doing <laughs> that's how I felt that's how I personally felt when I seen it I'm like dang that's crazy you know I never ever in a million years would have expected for um drew holiday to make all this money but he did and you know you can't be mad at that so um it's gonna be a good series man it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good series um 
I don't know. It's it's just it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting to see how it how it plays out. Alvin Gentry has a little a little know with all with the Warriors because he was an assistant coach with the team when they won the championship when they won seventy three and nine the following year. Uh, no wait a minute, was he a part of that squad? Was he part? I don't think he was a part of that part of that coaching staff because I think he got hired after that. So my bad. He was a part of the championship team though. I know that for a fact. He was a part of the championship team. So um, it's gonna be a good series, man. I'm very excited to see how it go. Very excited to see how it go. Uh, what else? Uh, Toronto and Washington is kind of going the way that I expected it to go. Um, I expected Toronto to dominate the two games. I expected Washington to win the two games at home because even though I picked Toronto to be my Eastern Conference uh, representative in the finals, I can I can sense the fact that when Toronto kind of plays unmotivated and Washington is still a capable team when they come together. So I expected the two wins for Toronto. I, and you know, this kind of what it happened when they played Milwaukee. They was able to pull it together. So I think they'll be able to pull it together um, um, in Toronto. And like I said, I expected them. I expect them to win in six. And I'm not gonna fall off of that um, off of that that prediction. But you know what's funny? Like I, I you know, and, and I talked about this last week and the the reason why I don't like talking about basketball to other people is because people would get so hyped up oh they lost two straight i told you man man washington about to take this series or if cleveland win oh yeah you know cleveland about to dominate the rest of this series like fam like calm down like calm down like people be overrating or underrating teams and and, and things of that nature and just think that because a team loses two games in a row or a team gives up a, a big lead that you know it's gonna it's gonna hand hinder their ability going forward in terms of winning the series like okay we we all know a lot of people don't believe in toronto like i do just like a lot of people didn't expect for indiana and cleveland to go five or six games which I predicted. I said it was going to go six or seven, and I gave it to Indiana. But we'll talk more about Indiana in a moment. But um, just relax. Just relax. Toronto wasn't the best team in the East for, for without a reason. A lot of people say Boston was the best. It was going to be from the East. It was going to represent the East. Toronto had the best record in the East. Boston is everybody's favorite. Even now, Boston is everybody's favorite. That's crazy. But let's let's not go overboard with 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 the losses. Washington did exactly what they were supposed to do. Just like Toronto held home court, Washington held home court. So it's just a matter of two, the best two or three. And if we going all two or three, two or three is in Toronto. If every if each home team is going to win their games, Toronto has two more home games and Washington has one. So let's not let's not over let's not overlook that cleveland indiana this has probably been the best series of all the series along with milwaukee and in boston i think that's been a pretty, pretty good series but the cleveland indiana series has been good just off of the simple fact that indiana is not scared of cleveland now i don't like the way indiana plays in the first half like I, I feel they play too timid and they play scared in the first half and they kind of let LeBron 
kind of dictate the way that he wants the game to go and guys are going to be able to dictate you know make shots and things of that nature and, I, and as i said the role players for cleveland has to step up and that's just that's just what has to has to happen the role players from cleveland had to step up um kyle corbin had a good game uh, ronnie hugh ronnie hughes ronnie hood made a few shots uh, jr smith made the half court shot um the role players stepped up just as I expected them to. And I said LeBron was going to carry him to some wins. I said three wins. He's carried him to two wins. He had 40-something points one game, and they only won by, what, three points, I believe. Um, He had a good game in game four. He had a good game in game two. Is that how I go? Well, he had, he had, he had good games. He had he had good games in each game that Cleveland won, so um, he's doing exactly what I expected him to to do. Um, for Indiana, man, if Indiana could play with the same energy that they play in 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 the second half to the first half, Indiana will win this series in six. Because game what was that game two? Game two. Cleveland had them up 15. They only won by three, which means Indiana outscored Cleveland by 12 points from the second to fourth quarter. In the third quarter, Cleveland was up by 17 and ended up losing the game because Indiana was outscored them. Cleveland was up 10, game four, and ended up losing by five, I think it was. So Indiana score outscored them by five. So they can find the same energy that they can that they muster up to come back from these double digit deficits to win games or make games close. Indiana's gonna win this series because as I stated, I still feel that Indiana has a better team than Cleveland. And I feel that LeBron isn't gonna be able to carry them to the next round. And that's just how I feel, you know. But like I said, there's a lot of LeBron fans out there. When LeBron won, they were so happy, like, <laughs> like they never seen LeBron win before. You know, that was that was kind of fun to watch. But um, yeah, I still got I still got faith in my Pacers. I still got faith in my Raptors. Milwaukee, Boston. Um, I think this series is going to go seven. I think that uh. Milwaukee's gonna win that game at home, even though the game Sunday kind of scared me a little bit because they were up 20 points and they needed a Giannis Tempid to win. Um, I didn't like that. Boston came in and they took her home court the way they were supposed to. Um, so I think Milwaukee's gonna go back and take care of home court like they're supposed to. So um that was my analysis of the playoffs so far. It's been a really good playoffs. I'm really, really enjoying watching all the games, um, the competition. Oh, OKC, Utah. And I ain't talking about Minnesota, uh, Houston, but I think that series is going to be over the next time they play. But OKC and Utah, I said it. I said it. Go back and quote me. Go back in my last episode and quote me on it. I said that. Westbrook was gonna one was gonna hero ball his way to a loss. Melo was gonna Denver and New York shoot his way for the team to lose, and Paul George was gonna struggle enough for the team to lose. And I also said that Utah needed somebody else besides Donovan Mitchell to get buckets. 
And what ended up happening? Derek Favor stepped up. Ricky Rubio had a triple-double game three. Joe Ingles, who is my favorite player right now, put up some buckets. Um, Rudy Gobert is still playing well. This is exactly what I predicted. Now, I said it was going to go seven. I felt like even though with some of those limitations, I felt Russell Westbrook could still do enough for his team to win. But Russell Westbrook is playing ridiculous. That game four was so embarrassing to watch. If you're a Russell Westbrook fan, that game was embarrassing to watch. Like, you put all of this focus on Ricky Rubio. Like, Ricky Rubio just had a good game. Like, shutting down Ricky Rubio, I don't think you can shut down Ricky Rubio. You can shut him down offensively to where he's not scoring 20-plus points. But Ricky Rubio isn't that. He's a point guard. Like, he is. he's the true definition of a point guard. He's going to find the guys, get them in the best position to make plays, and they're going to be successful based off of Ricky Rubio facilitating his way to a good shot. Ricky Rubio still had a pretty decent game. Not the triple-double that he had last game, but he had a pretty decent game. Russell Westbrook had more turnovers than assists. He had five turnovers and three assists. Like, come on, bro. Like, you, 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 you the guy. Like, you was the MVP. Like, you should be elevating your team to to want to compete and contend in this series. Like, this, the, the, this game four was so embarrassing to watch and i'm not even a, I, I ain't even gonna lie i'm not a westbrook fan like i feel like I, i've always felt like he, he he does too much on the court I'm like oh i love his passion this then the third like i've always felt like his his he's so animated for no reason he does all this extra stuff for no reason so i've never really been a russell westbrook fan and I'm just, I'm just keeping 100. I've never been a Westbrook fan. So to watch that game and to kind of watch himself implode, um, to watch him come off of the off the sideline to confront Gobert when he had nothing to do with the play. And he should have low-key been suspended because you're not supposed to leave. Well, I don't know because that's kind of a gray area. You're not supposed to leave the bench. But he was at the score table. So I don't know how that works. So I don't know. But, you know, just to watch, you know, just to watch him do all this extra stuff and, you know, it, it, it was embarrassing. Like, that was an embarrassing game for West, Russell Westbrook. I mean, he put up the points. He had 20-something points. But just the, just the way he was acting and just the way he was so out of control and he picked up four fouls in the first half. Like, he was just, it was just embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Um, I had OKC in seven. It looks like it's not going to go seven. Um, it looks like OKC is going to say goodbye. Probably not. Probably not the next time that they play, because I feel like um, I feel like they're going to get it together. Like the adver the adversity is on them. You know what I'm saying? Like the adversity is on them for them to uh want to to compete and to you know to 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 win so i feel like they're going to come out uh russell westbrook is going to be a little more tamed um and calm down and i think they're going to pull out the dub so um that's the playoffs man like i said all of the games been fun um i'm i can't wait to the second round i think the second round is going to be so dope um to see what happens hopefully my uh my my bucks my uh my raptors um 
and I had I picked uh, I picked OKC, but I really want Utah to win because I picked Utah first, and I said that the star power from OKC is going to propel them to a seven game series win. Um, it looks like that's not going to happen. So you know, and the Rockets, I want the Rockets to pull it out. So you know, hopefully all my picks uh, come out the way that I expected them to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on my my first mind and I'm gonna pick Utah to win the series. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's the playoffs. So let's get into these uh, stories, man. Got him, coach. Let's get it. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. All right, so um. I was talking about Popovich earlier. As y'all know, uh, San Antonio got put out tonight. Um, a valiant effort by the Spurs. Valiant effort. Um, they they really played like you know they didn't want to go home, but you know it was just it was just too much, too much, too much star power, and, and, and not enough capable uh, body, capable bodies to put the ball in the bucket for the Spurs. So, um, I'm talking about Greg Popovich and. Um, is it possible that Greg Popovich could have coached his last game as a as the head coach of the Spurs? Um, and this really comes about with the passing of his wife. Like I said, they were together 40, 40 plus years. They had kids, of course. Um, so would he as he coached his last game? Um, me personally, I think that I, I think uh, Greg Popovich will not be back as the Spurs coach. Um, this year, I feel like anytime that you lose somebody that significant in your life, I feel like it's going to take such a, a a devastating hit to you to where things aren't even the same no more. You know, like, I don't think he could coach the same. I don't think he can. I don't think he's going to be able to do a lot of things the same. Like, I feel like like that when when it's when it's when it's deep like that, I feel like a part of him left with her you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like you know he's not gonna have the motivation to want to coach he's not gonna have the motivation to be the general manager of the team and i really feel like if he doesn't retire i feel like he'll at least take the year off you know just kind of get get charge his mind up charge his body up you know get get his mind frame together to where he can come back and he can be an effective coach but san antonio has such a such a such a culture they're kind of like new england where New England, they, they bring in all those good assistant coaches, defensive coordinators, this, that, and the third. And Bill Belichick propels them to be the best that they can be to the point where if, let's say, something was to ever happen with Bill Belichick, you know, they'll have somebody in, in line waiting because the, he's, he's already established the culture of being a success over there. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like, if Greg Popovich was to decide to take a year off, he has the assisting coaches in place for him, for the team to, to really not miss a beat. The only difference is you won't see Popovich, but the same philosophy to still be there, the same style of play to still be there, um, all of that. Maybe the same discipline, uh, the way he goes about his rotations, the way he goes about his substitutions, if you're not playing right, the way... The way they go about the timeouts, all of that might still be the same. It's just that Popovich won't be on the sidelines. If I was Popovich, I would take the time off. I mean, you've been doing this for a very, very long time. Um, you know, you need a break. 
you need a break bro and i feel like nobody can blame you for you know taking time off to you know get your mind right you know get your get yourself situated because this this is this is a hard thing man this is a hard thing and most of the time as professional athletes as an athlete myself who kind of went through certain things when i would play in games uh the the best thing to kind of get your mind off certain things is to go to battle with your brothers or go to battle with your other family you know go to go to war with your team against you know another another team um you know just kind of get your mind off things and stay into the, the the confines of um making sure that everything is good you know what i mean so uh if, like i said if i'm popovich man i'm i'm definitely taking the uh i'm definitely taking the time off um you know just to get my mind right get my body right you know get get just get everything right because right now coaching and, and like i said 40 years that's a long time 40 years is a long time coaching is the last thing on his mind um, so I think that, you know, he's going to take his time, you know, just to, you know, get himself situated and, you know, just reflect and, and make sure that he does everything that he needs to do. Make sure he gets all of his things in order, um, get get his mind affair in order to come back and be effective, whether that be as a coach or as the general manager. I feel like Popovich, he's going to forever be around the Spurs. I feel like he's going to be a Spur for life, um, whether that be in the front office, as a coach. He's going to always be a part of that team. So to say that he's taking the time off to to go somewhere else, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think he's going to be a part of that franchise forever. Just like I feel like Bill Belichick is going to be a part of the Patriots forever. Just like I feel like I'm going to be a part of the exclusive breakdown, got him coach family for life. <laughs> so let's continue, man. Let's uh let's get into, uh, let's see what else we want to talk about today. Uh, I wrote all that stuff down. I didn't script it out, so you know. All right. So next up, we're gonna talk about LeBron, cause LeBron is a hot topic right now, and deservingly so, because you know he out there, he out there playing, you know, making it happen the the way that he's supposed to make it happen. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he doing what he's supposed to do. So the question that I have brought apart is, it's kind of a simple one, and, and, and it states simply, um. If LeBron was to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers and go anywhere else, will his legacy be hurt or helped by winning a championship with another team? Now, this is what I feel. I want you to look at some of the greatest players to ever play the game, right? Think of Bill Russell. Think of Larry Bird. Think of Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan. Think of all these players. These, these are just some that I, that I can name offhand. You know, but think of all these players, right? They play with one, two teams max. Kobe played for the Lakers for 20 years. <laughs> Jordan won six rings with the Bulls. We're not even going to count Wizards Jordan because that doesn't that doesn't even count. Um, So... I just I feel like Shaquille O'Neal he won two rings with the Heat in the um in the um the Lakers. Uh, Magic Johnson he won five with the Lakers. You know Larry Bird he won you know he won his rings with the Celtics. Bill Russell won all his with the Celtics. So I feel like 
your your legacy is straight if you if you if you win on two different teams now for the franchise aspect of the next team if he was to go to another team it would be another like it's like okay this was the lebron area he era he led us to this that and the third right you know what i mean uh so i feel like i feel like if he goes to another team i feel like that'll hurt his legacy because it's like you know you're doing all this team hopping and if he really wants to submit his legacy i say stay in cleveland i say stay in cleveland um you know stop getting your buddies to 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 play when they're past their 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 playing prime i'm i'm jr smith i'm, I'm talking about you bro and tristan thompson it's so crazy what happened to tristan thompson man he had that he had the baby he had the uh kardashian baby and it's just like everything is just going downhill for thompson right now and that's tough because he's a he's a capable player but uh he's not player like it right now he's not even getting the chance to play ain't that crazy but I, I i don't know i feel like lebron leaving to go to another team to pursue to a championship i think that hurts his legacy i think that hurts his championship legacy like i don't think he could be considered the greatest of all time with 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 that kind of legacy now if he was to stay in cleveland and he was to win a couple more rings uh you know that'll kind of submit him that'll kind of submit him as the second greatest player uh in history and it might kid you might can't even consider him as the greatest player because you know he's so close um you know physically he looks like he could play about six seven more years so i think he could eclipse will will chamberlain i think he could eclipse kareem abdul jabbar's all-time scoring record I think he could do that, and he's the only player in history with thirty thousand points, eight thousand rebounds, and eight thousand assists. Come on, Mike. You know, you 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 gotta you gotta look at those things, man. Um, but I feel like him going to another team, the championship hop, um, to 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 get with the best players on a certain team. I feel like I feel like that would I feel like that would hurt his legacy. It would hurt his championship legacy. Well, it wouldn't hurt his championship legacy because then people could say, well, he won X amount of rings. But then it was like, all right, well, it, he had to go to three different teams to get him. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like his greatest of all time legacy would be like, wow. You know, he can't be the greatest because he didn't do it consistently with one team. He did it. He did it. He did it for a certain amount of years here. Then he, he jumped and went with his boys over here for a couple years. Then he went back. He went back home and he did it here. Um, and now he's gonna go here and he's gonna join Philly with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, or he's gonna go to Houston with Chris Paul and, and James Harden. You know what I'm saying? So like, or he's gonna go to LA. I don't know why he would go to LA, but he's gonna go to LA. And um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, LeBron. But at this point, it's like does he really care about the legacy is it is it more so about the legacy or is it more so about passing jordan because he said he wanted to be he wanted to pass jordan so is it more so about him passing jordan or is it more so about us consider him the greatest of all time because we all consider him great but do we could literally consider him the greatest of all time i don't think we can and i don't think if he goes anywhere else other than cleveland this offseason i don't think we can consider him the greatest of all time because you know he, he, he hopped too many teams even though it's really it's still technically three teams but you know he went from cleveland to miami back to cleveland to somewhere else so 
yeah and like i said don't get me wrong i, I still think he's a great player he's he's still one of the he's still the best player in the league right now but you know bro don't 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 do it to yourself man if you if you want to submit your legacy stay in cleveland stay in cleveland you know and you know just just build that team but you can kind of see where cleveland they're they're trying to you know i think they're preparing themselves um they kept brooklyn's pick that's going to be a good pick for them so you know i think they're preparing themselves for for the worst and if lebron does leave i feel like cleveland could still be a playoff team in the east because the team is technically really not that bad i mean they're not bad in the east the east is bad so it's like you know they can still they can still be a, a contender in the east most definitely they can still be a contender in the east um so that's something to think about um going forward um and i talked about if where lebron will go next year i think it's either gonna be la it's either gonna be la houston philly or back to cleveland philly has the cap room in the east and if i'm lebron i'm not going west because i have a chance of making it to the finals every single year that i'm in the east so i'm not going i'm not going west so if i'm gonna go if i'm gonna stay east it's only two places I can really go. I mean, there's a lot of places you can go. You can go to Orlando. You can go to Brooklyn. You can go to uh, Atlanta. But they're not they're not championship caliber. So if I'm if I'm thinking championship caliber, I'm going to I'm going to Philly. But if I feel like I could do something in the West, then I'ma hit up uh I'ma hit up Houston, and I'ma hit up um. Uh, I'ma hit up LA only if Paul George coming with me. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to think about as well. So I'm not gonna talk too much about where he goes. Those are the four destinations. He's either going to Philly, he's either going to LA, he's either going to Cleveland, or he's either going to Houston. Alright. And next up. Next up, next up, next up. The worst team to make a playoff uh position next year. Who who's gonna who's gonna sneak their way back in, into the playoff contention um i think i don't even want to consider denver as the worst team i'm just going to consider teams that were like super trash um i think when you look at teams in that 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 were 20 plus games or 10 plus games or whatever over under 500 um i think the team that you really look at as possibly making a playoff push i think it would be the lakers i think the lakers have a lot of young talent they got a lot of cap room that they're getting ready to, to to come into um so you know they they have the potential to do some 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 pretty good things you know in terms of who they bring in and you know what they're what they're going to be able to do um this that, and the third but i just go from two i'll go two teams from one one from each conference so for the West is going to be LA. For the East, I think it's either going to be it's either going to be Detroit or it's going to be huh, it's either going to be Detroit or I would say Charlotte, but I think Kimber Walker gets traded in the offseason. And I don't know. I felt like Dwight Howard had his resurging year with Kimber, and I don't know if you can bring in another guard who can get the most out of Dwight other than Kimba so I don't think Charlotte's gonna be there um look out for Chicago 
you know what i'm saying look out for chicago i think chicago there they have a nice young nucleus of players chris dunn stepped into his own then you got zach levine you got Lori marketing who showed that he could play bobby portis played well um denzel valentine is valentine is a solid piece like they have they got a nice young core of players and as i say that the week isn't very the east isn't very strong and they have cap room so if they really wanted to go out and they wanted to get another piece they could go out and get another piece and and, and really contend for a playoff spot next year now on the flip side of that when you look at teams that are that playoff teams who may not make the playoffs who would those teams be um for the east i look at miami um i look at miami i think that hassan Whiteside. i think he gets traded this offseason um he looks unmotivated and i think joel Embiid it took all of the soul out of this man um he isn't playing he wasn't playing to the best of his abilities he was only playing like 10 minutes each game which is very very surprising for a guy who can you know lock the paint up block shots and, and, and play some really good defense so for him to only play 10 plus minutes each game that was kind of crazy to see so i think miami could be on his way out um every other team is solid milwaukee's gonna be there for a minute boston's gonna be there for a minute I think Toronto's success will be contingent on how far they make it in the playoffs. I feel like if they go to the finals, which I think they will, I feel as if they won't break the team up. They'll try to add pieces to the team and then they'll be able to dictate where they go. So I feel like not this year, but next year, next year is Toronto's year. If they don't win it next year, then they're just going to blow the team up. I, I see them blowing the team up because it's, it's not going to work. And then with, with LeBron possibly going to the West, I mean, it's like it's like you have the opportunity to do it. So, um, but I, I think they're going to be good. Washington could probably be a possibility. Maybe they trade Brett John Wall. Maybe they trade Bradley Bill. You never know. Um, so, you know, those are teams that I think may not make the playoffs. But I think Miami is more so. I'm more so sold on Miami not making the playoffs than any of those other teams. Now in the West. In the West, Portland is going to be my choice, and I'm gonna go OKC a strong second. You got to remember, Melo and George are on contract years. Even though Melo has a player option, so that means he can really opt into his player option, which I don't think he will do. Um, and George, you know, he's just on a one-year deal. You know, he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna get up out of there um, once OKC season is over, unless they can miraculously go to the finals. If those two leave, what do you really have besides Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams? I mean, it's, that's not really enough uh, to go forward. You feel me? So I can see OKC taking a step back. I can see um, I can see Portland taking a step back just on the strength of Trey and Dame or McCullum. But I think you could get some nice pieces for those two. So I think Portland could 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 still make a run. But I think Denver overtakes them. And if I um, if OKC doesn't win and, you know, Melo and George are on their way out uh, with Denver taking that spot, uh, it might be a spot open for L.A. You never know. You never know. So, uh, yeah, man, I think I just covered everything that I wanted to cover. I wanted to cut. Co I covered everything that I wanted to cover. Um, so it's been a, it's been a good episode. Forty five minutes. That's what's up. Um, 
I'm your host, Tyrone Smith. Not about to do the intro. You already know who I am. Um, if you're a patron, you know what I'm saying, you'll get 12 hours early access to this episode before it goes out to you know, all of the other uh, media platforms. So uh, enjoy it while you can. Oh, before I go, let me do this. Um, Because what is it? It's 12 hours from now. Let me go ahead and let me make my predictions for um, the games that are coming on. So it's three, it's four games. It's four games. You got Washington and Toronto. You got Indiana and Cleveland. You got Minnesota and Houston. And you got OKC and Utah. So this is how I see it going. Toronto's going to win. Toronto's going to win heavily. Indiana and Cleveland's gonna battle a close game, but I'm gonna edge this. I'm gonna edge this game to Cleveland, just because they're at home, and I feel like they're gonna they're gonna play off the off that momentum of, of game four, and they're gonna you know they're gonna come out and they're gonna knock some shots down. Indiana's gonna have to fight his way back, but I think it's gonna be too little, too late. So I think Cleveland's gonna win game five. Houston is going to win at Minnesota. And I'm going to give OKC the benefit of the doubt because so many people are talking about them. They're talking about Melo. They're talking about George. They're talking about Westbrook. So I feel like each one of them are, is probably going to put up about 30 plus. So I'm going to give the edge to OKC even though I low-key want Utah to win just because I like Utah. So those are my predictions for the games that are coming on Wednesday. Um, if you have any doubt or questions about it, come see me on Frank Block. I will have my Drake already. And we can get it, get it started, get it started again. And that's facts. But I'm your host, Tyrone Smith, man. And I'm going to holler at y'all next week. Tune in next week for another episode.